Welcome to WDYKA, the What Do You Know About podcast. Each episode, we'll be breaking down pop culture topics from totally different worlds. What do you know about video games, reality TV, science fiction, true crime, tech, YouTubers, and more. Let's get into it. Welcome to the very first episode of our new podcast, the What Do You Know About podcast. Hello, hello. Welcome. Uh, I'm Michaela Iwaskiu, and I'm here with my husband. Chris. Chris Iwaskiu. We're both very excited about this first episode. We had a zeroth episode. It was like four hours long. That got scrapped. It's going to be scrapped, yeah. Yeah. But we're here back with a with a better, you know, more we're more prepared this time around, I would say. Um, and yeah, we're we're very excited. A little nervous, but excited. And yeah, I don't know, Chris, do you want to explain a little bit about what our podcast is, how it's going to work, what we're doing here? Uh, it's it's nothing fancy. It's a pop culture podcast. Um, we both know a lot of pop culture topics. We both know a lot of different pop culture yeah, topics. Yeah, that's the key thing. Um, Very different. So we're kind of taking, you know, we're going to mansplain to each other <laughs> these different pop culture topics that one of us knows the other person doesn't. Exactly. It's called the What Do You Know About podcast because at the beginning of each segment, one of us will ask, what do you know about pop culture topic yeah, this? Fill in the blank. And so try to get some humor out of the other person attempting to explain what they think it means or you what, know, what they is. know about it. Yeah. How it works, all that jazz. Um, example, in our zeroth episode, uh, Michaela did the reality show Dance Moms, of yes. which I knew very little. <laughs> um, I did the multimedia franchise Pokemon, which Michaela knew a little bit more than I knew about Dance Moms, although there was right. more to explain also. Well, so. yeah, I think it was more than what one episode could handle. That's the big problem. So, you know. Uh, we'll bring it back. In it's got to come back. Exactly. It's got to come back, but maybe more specific. You know? Be a multi-parter episode. Exactly. Yeah. Basically, the things that I'm interested in and the things that Chris are interested in are very different. For example, I like Dance Moms. Mostly, like, reality TV and just, you know, that kind of stuff. The guilty pleasures of the world. Um, And just general pop culture stuff. I like following the drama, you know. The YouTube drama. The reality TV drama. All of that, you know, sort of stuff. Celebrity. Gossip. Chris, on the other hand, not at all interested. Would you say that's true? Uh, yeah say that's true he has maybe i would even say a disdain for some of the reality tv it, it okay so here's the <laughs> yeah. thing with reality tv okay <laughs> um it's like it's like okay i'm like okay well none of it's real so i mean you know i'm not a big fan of what no okay <sighs> so it's time. like i'm not a big fan of watching like horrible people and 
you know, all, all that kind of stuff, and it's just, like, taking entertainment out of people that have no moral compass or whatever. If it was fake, which I think it is, and yet every single reality TV fan I've ever talked to insists, defends with their lives the fact that it's all real. Yeah, because most of it is. Mm, I, sure. I mean, we'll talk about this later, but, you know... There, there are certain things that aren't. There's certain things that are, I would say, scripted or produced by producers. But um, there's obviously other things that are like, just re- it's reality TV. There's a reason it says reality in the title. Anyways, we actually like- we, we the other day we were at Michaela's sister's home, watching Survivor. Oh yeah, the first season of Survivor, which is like the first. Re- it's not the first reality show, but it's you know it's it's, it's up there. It's one of the I mean, first. It's, it's, I think yeah, the first is old. like the Real World or something. Oh uh, yeah, uh, I'm not sure, but yeah, probably something like that. But anyways, you liked that. You liked Survivor. It seemed even more fake than you know. Uh, sure. I mean, I think that the editing and things made it seem pretty like, you know, it's pretty produced. I would say. But, you know, there's still, everyone's takes are still their own take, you know. Everyone's comments on things are still their own comments. Um, They're not scripted, per se. That's the thing we don't agree on. You think things are scripted sometimes. Depends on the show. Anyways, um, there's other stuff I'm interested in. True crime. Um, Yeah, I don't know. I have a pretty wide range of tastes, though. I do enjoy a handful of the things that you enjoy. But I would say there's a whole, like, sort of section of things that I enjoy watching or entertainment that I consume that you are very uninterested in. Yes. Yeah, okay. Not just uninterested, but just don't know anything about. So that's kind of what this is about. I'm telling you about it. I'm going to tell you about it. And I learned lots about about Dance Moms in our our (laughs) secret episode. Uh, But yeah, uh, what are you interested in? Uh, oh, I don't know. I'm a computer programmer, so you can um, pigeonhole me for all of the things that you'd expect for for that profession. Uh, I like video games. Particularly, I like retro video games, indie video games, um, artistic video games, RPGs, platformers, Um, animation, music, uh, you know, art. What, What else would you say for me? Did you say music? I did. You did say music. Um, comics. Comics, yeah. Comics are great. Uh, you're you're more into the DC stuff, but you know a fair amount of uh, Marvel things. Comics um, isn't just superheroes, but we'll definitely yeah. get into that on another day. I can't think of anything else. We'll get into it. You like lots, you and know, science are fiction, good. movies, all and yeah, yeah. All right, well. Well, That's just, I guess, a little bit of a, a background for the two of us. Yeah. We get to know us more as podcast episodes go on, but, um... Well, we planned yeah. 15 minutes of banter. We've been going for eight minutes. Well, that's perfectly fine, because I think our little, you know, each of our sections is going to last a while. Anyway. Let's let's do this. We'll, we'll do... So, what, here we're going to have a segment. We have, don't have a name for it. Yeah. We're going to play some kind of game... To determine who goes first. 
I today suggested rock, paper, scissors. We'll do rock, paper, uh, we'll do rock, paper, scissors, even though it's on a podcast. You'll be able to hear right. the... He said, who's who's going to want to listen to rock, paper, scissors? I was like, I don't know, but I don't know what else we'd do. He said, a number generator on a computer? Who would want to listen to that? I don't Make it really big numbers, and then, like, you get to talk about the number. Oh, okay. Math. I guess we didn't talk about math. Yeah, that's the other thing <laughs> you're interested in. I have no interest in talking about like you it's know, not really a pop culture. Time. I mean, we're talking, this is a pop culture podcast. This isn't five. a I don't... this isn't a everything podcast. It's a pop culture podcast. Right, right. I mean, Although, you can talk you know, with Twitter we'll about whatever you want. Well, I, do you want to do what? What do you know about linear algebra? I really, I don't, <laughs> I don't, and I don't care. Okay, um, <laughs> we'll do the rock paper scissors since we don't have anything better to do. Yeah. Um, and we'll come up with something better for next time. Something more podcast friendly. Sure. Yeah. All right. Two out of three. All right. We'll got to put shoot. it like right in front of the microphone okay, so okay. everybody can Wait, can we, I can't see your hand though. I can't see your hand. You know, maybe I'll change it at the last second. I can't see your hand. <laughs> okay. Okay. You need to do rock, paper, scissors. And then, and then on shoot, shoot. You do it. And okay. then it's a two out of three. Yes. Okay. Okay. All right. Ready? Rock, paper, scissors, shoot. Rock, paper, scissors, shoot. Okay, first oh, round we both did scissors. Second round I beat her with paper. <laughs> You're gonna narrate all of it, okay? <laughs> Who makes this more interesting? It's true. Rock, paper, paper scissors, scissors shoot. shoot. Oh. And I beat her with scissors on the third round. He goes first. I go first. Um. All right, Chris. So the other thing is we don't know what each other's topic is. So we've you know spent time during the week like doing you know outlines or research or whatever, and we've kept it secret from each other. So. That's the other fun thing, I guess. We don't have any time ahead of this to like look anything up or. Should we have like a like commercial break after this first section and then after the first thing, you know, that kind we of. We don't have sponsors. Yeah, but you know, like you put it on the, nowadays. You have the podcast oh, and old episodes with ads in after you become famous, which will become super famous. You know how it is with um. Falls out of out of water. You know how it is with like um old podcasts you go listen to like their first few episodes when they were like really tiny podcasts it's just off it's just weird like their their commercial inputs are just strange yeah because they don't plan them I, I, it's okay because I, what know, they do is that they're talking and then they cut it at some weird spot yeah. so that's what we're trying to avoid i understand i you know we can just leave a pause Was that long enough? <laughs> yeah. Okay. And then now we put the commercial in. Yeah. And they'll never know how long it actually was. Okay. Uh, all right. Well, you go first. So. All right. I go first. We both prepared lots of notes. Um, in the first episode, there was there were the zeroth episode. There was no notes and we rambled Yeah. I forever. think that's why it was so long. <laughs> we talked and rambled like an hour, 45 minutes for each topic. Right. Um, all right, Michaela. Yes. Christopher. What do you think I'm going to do? I have absolutely no idea. What I mean, kind of pop culture uh, media do you think I'm going to do? I'm guessing a video game. That's right. I'm going to do video game for a first episode. Sonic. We'll get into Sonic another day. I'm, I'm, it is a complicated relationship. I don't know if I would call myself a, a Sonic I, 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 we'll get into it another day. <laughs> oh, no. 
Okay. Well, then tell me. So it's a video game. What's a video game? All right, Michaela, what do you know about StarCraft? Oh, no. <laughs> okay. What do you know about it? What do I know about StarCraft? Well. We'll give you... Give you like five. Give you five minutes, and you have to say everything you know about it, and you have to keep talking until the five minutes are up. Oh dear God. Okay. Um. All right. So I know that StarCraft is a video game. I know that it's like a strategy type video game. I don't know exactly. You're not gonna last five minutes. What the type of game? I know. I'm just. I'm just looking at the timer. I'm uh, yeah. Like, it's not gonna take. It's <laughs> weird. It's only. It haven't even been 15 minutes in the whole podcast yet. <laughs> oh no. Okay, I don't know exactly what the type is called. I just know there's, like, strategy involved. I know that there's different types of alien dudes, different types of alien people you can be. What are the different types? Um, there's, um, it's all escaping me. I've heard the name <laughs> and I've said it before. You don't have to say the name, just describe it. There's the purple ones. Okay. There's the one that Dwight dresses up as at the yeah, from the yeah, office yeah. with the spiky okay, wings okay. things. Um, I think there's ones with like tentacles or weird like I don't even know some kind of nasty looking uh, bug. There's bug ones, right? There's like okay. ones that look like bugs. Okay. Okay. So what anyways. do we do in this video game? In the strategy video game? I know you. Okay, so you're like claiming your territory. You're you're fighting the other guys taking their territory you want to take over all the territory or something i don't know all i know is whenever you're playing it you click the you you touch you you you're clicking the mouse like you know tons and the different things on the keyboard are going like crazy and i don't have any clue what you're doing or why you're doing it really honestly um all i know also is there there's a story version of the game and then there's the, like, ones where you can play online with friends and with strangers and whatnot. Um, and I've seen parts of the story version because you were trying to get me to play it at one point. Um, I don't even remember that. Yeah. I do remember one time also, I think it was during, like, full lockdown. Um, I was I, had, I was buzzed, maybe, a little bit. And I you were playing and I was like, scooch on over. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, <laughs> you know, really get these... I said some phrase, whatever the phrase is that you say. Anyways, I was like, scooch on over. And I started just like smashing the keyboard and pressing a bunch of buttons. And I don't think anything happened. But um, those are the memories I have of StarCraft. Also, I know that it enraged you when we like first were married and you would play it. You were like, you would get so angry when you would lose. You're much, you know, much more calm now. Okay, okay. But... That it, those are my that's my knowledge and memory of StarCraft. I don't know much else. Okay. Your mind things, maybe. Okay. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm so sorry. I should know more Let's because see. that was you've told me everything. That was three sure. minutes. Oh gosh. Hey, that's not bad. <laughs> I said nothing. I said everything and nothing. Okay. <laughs> well, you got you got. So I, I have in my notes. Walkers? I the... Are there walkers? No, wait, that's, that's Game of Thrones. All right, Thrones. in my notes, I have a basics section oh, here. Oh, okay. Um, and you hit a lot of basics. Yeah. Video game, franchise. Yes. More than one game. Oh, yes, okay. Yeah. Uh, real-time strategy. So you described it as strategy. It's you didn't strategy. know what it was. Real-time strategy. Okay. 
we'll get into that later. There are multiple games. There's really two games, although there's a lot there's a lot of releases. So let's get into this. Let's let's get into the walkthrough here. Okay. StarCraft was released. StarCraft 1, just StarCraft, was released when? What year? I want to say late 90s. Okay. Pin it down. 97. 98? Yes. Ah! StarCraft is released for Microsoft Windows in March 1998. Oh my gosh. We were almost born the same month. And year. Almost. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. And so here's, here's, the, here's the way that a lot of um, computer games, PC games, you know, Windows games, at least the way that they used to work a lot, like 15, 20, 30 years ago. Yeah. Um, you would release a game and then you would have an expansion and it would cost maybe half the cost of the game and you have to have the actual game to play with the expansion. The expansion would add stuff to the game, Mm -hmm. right? In the same year, in December, StarCraft Brood War, the expansion, StarCraft, was released. Mm -hmm. I I found that weird and I looked it up and I found out they were released in the same year. It's like... Is that abnormal? I don't know. It's like... You put out a game, and then like eight months later, you put out more of the game. I guess that's normal nowadays with yeah. the whole DLC thing. Right, right. It's basically you rush a game, and you don't put everything into it, and yeah. you just sell the rest of the game right. as DLC. All right, StarCraft Two was released. I'll give you another guess for this one. I'm guessing 2005. No, not close. <laughs> not even close. 2015. That's also not close. Okay, I have no idea. 2010. Oh! You, know, you, you, you split the difference. Yeah, right in the middle there. StarCraft 2, or officially known as StarCraft 2 Wings of Liberty, released in July of 2010. Actually, I have the original box over there on my desk. Mm. Um, and then there's two expansions released, Heart of the Swarm and Legacy of Void in 2013-2015. One more StarCraft game exists called StarCraft 64 for the Nintendo 64. Okay, when was that released? That was released in 2000. Nintendo 64 is a console. Yeah. Like, you, you, you had to play it with a controller. Right. Yeah, like, you know, you've seen the game. Imagine oh, playing yeah. it with a controller instead um, of a mouse. I don't quite understand how that would work, but then again, I don't really understand how the game works either, so... It, 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 it was janky. Yeah, I can imagine. All right, the last seg- uh, point I have here in my basic section... Uh, the developer of StarCraft, do you happen to know that? It's not like Blizzard or... Is it Blizzard? Yes. Blizzard Entertainment, um, which is a house... That, I mean, you know, they they have controversy nowadays. Yeah. Oh, um, yeah. Due to, like, sexual harassment, lawsuits, and all that stuff. Um, oh, we love past, that for them. The past, like, year or two. Yeah, it's been recent. Um, but Blizzard Entertainment is, is an interesting... Uh, game studio i believe they're based in california um and they only have like four big franchises mm-hmm. and like they don't do anything else mm-hmm. and like they run all they get a lot of their money by like having these games that come out people play them for years and years and years online and like that's what they do um the franchises there's warcraft and world of warcraft that's, right that's the big cash cow yep Starcraft, which is less of a cash cow nowadays. 
Overwatch, which is the new the oh, newest yes, thing okay. released about I don't know six years ago, mm-hmm. um, and also Diablo, which is probably their least popular thing. But you, yeah, you know, I can't you say heard I've ever heard of him. But that's it. I mean, they don't do any other games really. Hearthstone, I guess. I mean, there's there's a couple oh, other yeah. things that are like free to play, right? Um, but those are our main, you know, cash cows. All right, that's the basic section. Oh no, oh no, we're about to go in deep. Yeah. <laughs> that's the last part where i'll be like do you know are, are you sure do you do you think you know because i'll be like i have no idea we're gonna talk about the story of starcraft okay we're gonna start with that and then we'll talk about the gameplay all right starcraft is a military science fiction f- franchise i mean you know there's like books and comics and stuff like that also it focuses on interplanetary conflict in the koprulu sector of the milky way Okay. Between three different factions, uh, and these are some you know you these are some of the aliens you were talking about. So first of all, actually not aliens, the Terran. Yes. Wait, so, as you say all of these names, I'm gonna be like, yeah. I remember. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> there, so there's three different factions that you can play as, and that right. feature in the story. Right. First are Terrans. That's people. That's humans. Okay. Yeah. They're human colonists. You know that they were shipped off to this part of the galaxy long time ago or whatever right. and they have their own colony or whatever yep um they adapt to their environment they had they use guns they use cannons they use bombs you know they have space cruisers and all that stuff right very similar to uh like aliens starship troopers star wars warhammer um they have very like cowboy in space vibe oh i gotcha okay yep they fight using, they have marines, have their, you know, little guys with guns. Mm-hmm. They have these siege tanks that shoot big, long blasts from far away. Okay. They have these ghost guys that turn invisible and can drop nuclear bombs. <laughs> they, they, like, paint the target, you know. Oh, yeah. So those are the first guys you can play as. The second guys are the Zerg. The Zerg That's are what these... Dwight dressed up as, right? The queen. Yeah. yeah. So the Zerg are these insect-like, this hive mind. Um, they have all these different types of creatures. They continuously evolve to become more vicious and stuff like that. Um, all of their army and their artillery and their buildings and their spaceships and everything are all fleshy creatures wait okay yes i remember watching you play this and thinking that is the most disgusting thing i've ever seen in my life it is Mm. so nasty because it like it pulses like they pulsate you know Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and then you know they're like vascular Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. exactly yeah nasty and they spread the creep which is this purple carpet yes they like kind of spit it out ground yeah Gross. Some of their units include the Zerglings, which are these little guys that rush in all, mm-hmm. you know. Um, the Hydralisks, there's these big guys that shoot spines at you. Um, Ultralisks are these big, like, mammoth guys with tusks that are, like, sliced through, mm. you know. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, so there's, then there's the Zerg. So then the Protoss okay, are the yes. third faction. They're these, like, religious zealots alien guys that have psychic powers what yeah and they don't have mouths um and they have you know big spaceships and they shoot lasers and they have the psychic powers like i said um and they're really like you know 
It's like a cult. We okay. That's great. I guess they're not um well anti-war even though they're there, really there's 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 like internal conflict, you know. Oh. There's like the religious people and then like you play as the people that rebel against the religious people. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Cuz are the are the like main people um what's the word? Like anti-war, anti No. No, they're they're still well, they're not, pro, well they're not like Catholics. I mean, <laughs> I don't think Catholics are anti-war, but um, I mean, what's the what's the phrase? What is that? There's a word for it. Being against like hurting other people. Pacifist? Yes, they're not pacifists. Nobody in this game is pacifist. Obviously, there wouldn't really be. A game. I'm saying like you said that they're like going against the lead or the people in charge or whatever. Well. We'll, we'll get into it. Okay, I have a okay, short. Okay. I have a short overview of like the main plot of the first game. I gotcha. Okay. Condensed as much as I could, you know. Yeah. Um, Protoss fight with. So while the Zerg have a lot of really small units that are really cheap, the Protoss have these expensive units that are really powerful. They have these zealots that have like lightsabers and they slice through people, and they have these Templar that can like shoot lightning bolts from the sky using their psychic powers um they have carriers which are giant spaceships that these little spaceships come out of and they swarm you all around so yeah so those are the three factions in both starcraft one and starcraft two basically you pick you know for multiplayer you pick one of your factions they pick one of their one of the factions and then you build up your bases and you fight each other right all right so let's talk about the story of StarCraft, the plot. Okay. StarCraft 1, 1998. Um, the story is split. You first you play, it's like mission based. You play 10 missions as the Terran, 10 as the Zerg, and 10 as the Protoss. So playing as, well, Michaela yawned. I'm she's so sorry. She's, she's like, no, you know, it she's has nothing to it. do with you. It has nothing to do with you. I'm exhausted. I'm so sorry. All right, you start as the Terrans. When you play as the Terrans, you, they mostly just fight each other. They, it's like almost every Terran mission, you're just fighting against Terran people because they always just squabble amongst themselves. I guess that's, I mean, that sounds about right. Yeah, it's commentary. Yeah. Um, with the Terrans, you play as Jim Raynor, who's sort of the main hero of all of StarCraft. There's Sarah Kerrigan, who's sort of a love interest. And Arcturus Mansk, who's this guy that you know pops up and you're going to overthrow the confederacy mm-hmm. right? okay but then at the end arcturus Minks uh betrays them she, he leaves sarah kerrigan to die to the zerg my god and he starts his own empire the zerg story picks up remember i said Minsk left sarah kerrigan to die to the zerg so in the zerg story the the zerg overmind takes Sarah Kerrigan and uh, puts her into this chrysalis and puts her in an egg and she becomes I got you remember the queen. the queen of blades I was curious for a second I heard you said that name and I was like isn't that the name that Dwight says exactly is? and I was like wait I so thought that's she who was Dwight dresses up as in that episode right. of the office right for Halloween right although he's gotten his little his wing blades yeah. taken away but and so then in the Zerg story you get the Kerrigan the, the Zerg human hybrid Kerrigan and then you invade the Protoss homeworld and then in the Protoss story 
you follow this guy named Tassadar as he breaks off from all the super religious enclave uh, Protoss people and goes and teams up with Jim Rayner to kill the Overmind of the Zerg. But then I guess they become enemies again because... Actually, Tassadar dies at the end of the game. So that's the first game. I mean, that's a pretty great story, I gotta say. Sounds, you It's know, a fun story. Sounds interesting. Yeah. It basically is you play 10 missions of Terran mm-hmm. with cutscenes in between some of the missions. Mm-hmm. Janky old 90s. Oh, yeah. 90s Classic. animation cutscenes. Yep. Um, 10 missions of Zerg, 10 missions of Protoss. And that's it. Just with cutscenes in between some of them. And, you know, there's cutscenes in the mission where, like, people talk to each other. All right. The Brood War expansion, just as a quick summary... Humans from Earth bust in, like, you know. Like we always do. Yeah. (laughs) And they're like, what's going on here? You all effed up. And then, meanwhile, Kerrigan, the Zerg Mm -hmm. queen, Mm -hmm. is now, because the Overmind is dead, now she's in charge of all the Zerg. And then the Protoss Protoss got blasted by the Zerg, so they're recuperating. And then there's, you know, mini dramas and within the missions and stuff. Okay. That's mm-hmm. basically it. StarCraft Two picks up, uh, I don't know how many years later, but five years later or something. Mm-hmm. So StarCraft Two, instead of being ten missions of each faction, you have a whole game, which is just Terran. Mm. And then they have another expansion come out that was just Zerg. Okay. And another expansion come out as just Protoss. Wow. The first game, Wings of Liberty, is the Terran. Okay. He plays Jim Rayner again, and he leads this resistance force to defeat Mansk, who started his own empire, right? Okay. But by the end of the story, what he ends up doing is he ends up invading the Zerg, taking Kerrigan, and being able to uninfest her and turn her back into a human. <laughs> oh, okay. The second game, Heart of the Swarm, he plays a Zerg, he plays Kerrigan. Mm. At the beginning of the game, she thinks Jim Rayner dies. So she goes on this revenge quest to get her Zerg powers back and kill Arcturus Minsk's empire, which she does at the end. Ooh, spoilers. True. The third game, Legacy of the Void, or the third expansion, you play as the Protoss, retaking their homeworld from the Zerg. But then this evil force named Amon shows up, who has these like Zerg-Protoss hybrid creatures. And so by the end of the game, you team up Protoss, Zerg, and Terran all together to defeat him. And that's the story. That's pretty great. I like that. It's the whole story of StarCraft so far. Is there is there more? Is there more going to be coming out? No. Okay. Okay. <laughs> StarCraft has been kind of abandoned. Yeah. I mean, I it mean, doesn't seem to be like the most popular game ever. Hmm. Now. Anyways. What can you say? <laughs> can Maybe you we'll say? get into that later. Yeah. All right. So that's the story. I'm, I, I think it's that sounds great. I, I won't elaborate. I won't go into any more. You know, there's lots more details. Oh, sure. About. We won't go into that. But there's the basic outline. Now let's talk about the actual game. All right. StarCraft is a real-time strategy game. Um, you command every unit. It's like a top-down view. Mm-hmm. You use your mouse. You click on a unit, and then you can click it around the map. Or mm-hmm. you, draw, you drag a box so you pick more than one unit and you move them around the map. Um, just as important as controlling your units is building a base, building buildings and stuff, mining out resources so that you can have the money to build the units and okay. build the buildings. Mm-hmm. There are these blue crystals called minerals. 
It's like, as you say everything, it's mm-hmm. coming back to me because I can hear you saying all of the different things as you're on voice chat with mm-hmm, your friends mm-hmm. playing this game. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm like, yes, the minerals. There's blue crystals called minerals. There's this green Vespine gas that you harvest out of geysers. Um, single player, as I mentioned, is a mission based. So you play preset scenarios. And then in between, there's cutscenes. In StarCraft Two, they added more cutscenes added RPG mechanics where it's sort of like you can buy upgrades and get different types of units in between oh, okay. missions mm-hmm. to make it more of a dynamic experience, you know. Right. Instead of StarCraft One, it's like you play ten missions, ten missions, ten missions. StarCraft Two, there's like I don't know, like twenty five missions and then in between missions you go back to your base and you go through menus and oh, you gotcha. can upgrade stuff and get different types of units and things. Mm-hmm. In multiplayer, so in single player, there's preset scenarios. So you might start with some units, it's, there's cutscenes, there's different story things. In multiplayer, every player begins with a base, a central building, and a pack of mining units, mm-hmm. and that's it. And you have to build up all your stuff, build new buildings to build new units, attack your enemy. So there's a lot of stuff you have to do besides just attacking. Right. Well, that's the strategy part of it, I guess. Like, yeah. Well, yeah. the real key to the game is not, oh, I have these units and you have those units and I control them really good. Right. The key to the game is you know how the economy works. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. So you can get more units faster than they can get their mm-hmm. units. You have all your timings. You know exactly the order to build your buildings in. You know the time to build it. And while you're doing that, you're messing with your workers so that you can get more money and while you're doing that you're sending unit over to their base so you can see what they're doing so you can respond to their strategy with your strategy so you have to tweak your strategy while you're doing that Mm. and then while you're doing that they're sending their scout into your base and you have to deal with that by you sending a unit over to kill it i mean yeah it sounds like it isn't a like uh 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 you have to you have to be very in, in involved in playing this game you have to be very you pay a lot of attention takes a lot of mental uh brain so starcraft work. is known for being ve- moving very quickly yeah being very difficult you need to have fast fingers you need to control a lot of different units at once keep up your resource collection building new units building new buildings eventually the mining area that you start in runs out of resources so you have to constantly build new mining areas all around the map and you contend for those mining areas as your enemy tries to, you know, send off different types of attacks. Or, if you're both bad, you just sit on your butts for the whole game. Send a giant army towards each other, and whichever one dies first wins. Which is how most games turn yeah, out, yeah. if you're not a pro player. I got you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, last thing on the gameplay note here. Um, the expansions, typically what they do, I mentioned there's you know multiple expansions. Expansions will add on... They'll add on new story missions. Uh, we already went through the stories of the expansions. They'll also mm-hmm. add new types of units, new mm-hmm. game mechanics, add things to the multiplayer experience of the game as mm-hmm. well. You know. Mm-hmm. All right, we're going about uh, twenty-five minutes so far. Um, let's talk about the cultural impact. That's right. I have a cultural impact <laughs> section. <laughs> That makes one of us. (laughs) All right. StarCraft 1 is one of the most successful multiplayer games of all time. It continued to see heavy tournament and professional play, as in people, as their job is they go to tournaments and they make enough prize money to live off of that. 
That is, I mean, that's pretty awesome. I mean, that's amazing. <laughs> and this was in, like, the early 2000s. Right. So it wasn't that popular. Now it's, like, super mainstream to your job be play video games all day. Oh, well, nowadays it's streaming and YouTube oh, yeah. and all that stuff. Right. Um, yeah, it's continued to see heavy tournaments professional play more than 10 years after release. It still sees tournament professional play, but StarCraft Two is out, mm-hmm. the, the, and, and it's really old, you know, all that stuff. Um, it was a big pioneer in online gaming and professional gaming in general. One of the first very big, popular, competitive tournament games. Mm-hmm. And one of the first really big, popular online games. South Korea is the biggest, is where it exploded in popularity the most. Uh, Wikipedia describes StarCraft pros as niche celebrities in South Korea. (laughs) And at least three TV channels were regularly broadcasting professional StarCraft games at one point in South Korea. Oh my gosh. (laughs) That's awesome. Um, It's, I mean, to the point, and this is the case in StarCraft 2 as well. Mm -hmm. When you're referring to professional players, you call a player a foreign player if they're not from South Korea. Oh, okay. Yep. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess it's just a, yeah, it's a bigger like thing. Like, there right? was a guy, oh, jeez, Cyril mm-hmm. is a professional StarCraft II player who won the first, like, world championships, like, I don't know, four years ago. Mm-hmm. And he was the first foreign player, as mm-hmm. in the first not South Korean person to ever win a world championship of any StarCraft game. Wow. <laughs> so it's a big deal over there. Yeah. Um, I wonder why. Like, do you know why it was such a big deal there? Or is it, it's just like, you, you know, know, I should have done more research on that point. Oh, it's okay. I think competitive gaming just became really big over there in general. Yeah. And StarCraft was one of the biggest competitive games at the time. Right. Um, one of the first big competitive games. The World Cyber Games Championship, which is one of the first big, really, esports circuits mm-hmm. um, ever. It is. It was the most popular game at that during its time. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the first real esports. So before, so, so around the same time as StarCraft, there was games like Quake, which is a shooter game. Um, there's one more that I can't place my tongue on. Um, but there's you know games started coming out like PC games that mm-hmm. like they they play on online. Right. You go do, there's tournaments and stuff like that. Before then there was stuff like it's more like console stuff I guess. Yeah. So before then there was stuff like arcade tournaments where like people come they they try to get a high score. That was right. like in the eighties. Um, the biggest esports thing before StarCraft was fighting games. Um, mm. That was more early nineties like Street Fighter and stuff. Okay. Um, yeah. And that's still really big also. Um, but yeah, that was one of the... StarCraft's one of the first games to really bring the scale up. Um, do you want to guess uh, how much uh, dollars in prize money has been given out for StarCraft 1 tournaments? Like, all Total. combined? Yeah. Jeez. Millions, I'm sure. Mm, I'm going to say 20 million. Okay, uh, you overshot it. Uh, uh, (laughs) wikipedia cites over four million dollars i mean that's still insane yeah i'm sure starcraft 2 is probably a little probably more yeah just because it's more recent and there is more money in um you know gaming content right esports and stuff at the time right um 
So StarCraft II also has a big legacy, although I didn't put as many notes on it because I kind of touched on a lot of things just about esports in general. Talking sure. about StarCraft One. StarCraft II came out. They heavily, you know, catered the game. I, mean, I talked about the story, but like the game was really catered and targeted towards competitive, mm. one versus one gaming online. Mm-hmm. Like you get online, you go on. It's called the ladder. And you just play games over and over, and you get match made, and your rank goes up or your right. rank goes down, right? Right. Um, I mean, StarCraft Two came out twelve years ago, and it's still online. People still play it. Um, about a year or two ago, they stopped doing updates for it. Oh, okay. But since then, or or before then, there were always new content, new mm. updates. They're always balancing the game. Mm-hmm. And that's a you know a classic StarCraft two thing to do is you go on the message boards and you complain <laughs> about how the race that you play as got nerfed in the last thing or how they need to be buffed or okay can you explain <laughs> oh. to me a noob uh, what does nerfed mean so nerf and buff refer to if an update was made to your game. Mm-hmm. If something was nerfed, they made it worse. Uh-huh. And if something was buffed, they made it better. Uh-huh. Okay, I get it. So people go on, they'd be like, Terran is the worst, they need to buff us. And then somebody else would be like, oh yeah, of course a Terran would say that. Because <laughs> Terrans are so good. It's like, you know, there's always complaints, and they're always tweaking the game. And make a million little changes, and the patch comes out, and you mm. read all the notes, and you figure out that this one unit got a decrease of, like, five points of their attack damage, and that's gonna change the whole game, and the pro, <laughs> and there's, like, gonna be some pro player that's going to have to quit their job because that happened, you know? Oh my gosh. <laughs> this is intense stuff. I yeah. mean, if you're a professional gamer, right. and they put out some kind of update that is supposed to balance the game, but it actually makes, like, what you do, like, way worse. Yeah. I mean, it's a big deal, right? You know, for I mean, pro if, gamers. It, if it means you literally have to find a different job, that's a big deal. Yeah, I agree. Or it means you know you won't be able to make as much money in tournaments and stuff. Sure. Um, yeah. So uh, that stuff that wasn't a thing in StarCraft One. No balance patches in StarCraft right. One. The early days of online gaming, they didn't put out things that like you know. I think they put out different patches that may fix bugs and stuff, but sure. they wouldn't like you know Not put together a dedicated to, balance patch to buff them. Yeah. Um. StarCraft 2 came out right around the time that, like, live streaming and Twitch and mm. YouTube gaming content and all that stuff started ramping up. Mm-hmm. Right around the same time. Um, and also, that's when I started to become embroiled in the competitive side of the game. Oh, okay. So, the next segment I have here is my story. Oh, your story. Talk about my experiences here. Sure. StarCraft came out in 1998. I was born in 1996. Right. StarCraft was always around growing up. So there's two sort... When I was growing up, video games were everything. And there's two sort of video games. Or maybe three sort of video games. I had my Game Boys, which had all my personal games I would play. All Nintendo stuff. We had a couple consoles. We had a PlayStation 1. We had an Xbox. And there was a lot... We had a lot of sports games. My brother's real into sports and stuff. So that's the second gaming world. And then the third gaming world were computer games. We had lots of strategy games, real-time like strategies, just like StarCraft. There's Civilization. Yeah. That's a turn-based strategy. Um, Star Wars games were a big thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, there's sort of three... What? Pod Racer. That's oh, yes. We had, po- we had Pod Racer. We had Pod Racer on the, on the computer. 
so yeah, so those are my three sort of gaming worlds. Yeah. And within the gaming world of PC games, StarCraft is looms the largest as mm-hmm. like the best game out of all of those. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'd been playing it since I was very little, you know. How? When what do you think was the first time you played it? Jeez, oh, I don't know. Like um, four? Probably. <laughs> oh my gosh. Maybe a little older. I don't know. <laughs> I'm just imagining like a tiny little four-year-old sitting at the computer, click, 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 like smashing buttons. Well, here's buttons. the thing. So when you are not very experienced <laughs> at this game, you can do everything with the mouse. And so okay. it was more like just the mouse. My left hand is doing, I don't know, like, right. you know. Picking your nose. Picking my nose. <laughs> and my right hand is going like, click, move over here. Click. Click, move over here. <laughs> That's so cute. And like 45 minutes later, I have like 25 battle cruisers. And it's like, I did it. Now I just move over to the computer who's set on like super easy. Right, And right. then they all die, you know. Right, 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 right. <laughs> That's adorable. Yeah. <laughs> um. If you want something else that you'll find adorable, uh, we had the strategy guide for StarCraft One oh, and right. for the expansion. Uh, they're actually on the bookshelf in this very room we're sitting in. And I used to read those cover to cover, over and over. Um, I used to bring them on car trips and, you know, all that kind of stuff. StarCraft has been, you know, uh, in your life, a, a basic... You know, principal for the, the Christopher Iwaskiu. Yeah, I guess so. For a long time. I used to draw out the tech trees in church on the bulletin. <laughs> so the tech tree as in like, well, you can only build this unit once you build this okay. unit. Okay, yep, and I And it gotcha. sort of branches out. Because you can't build the big units right away. Right. You have to build stuff to get there. Right, you know? right, right. Okay. So I would have all them memorized and I'll draw them out oh on my, my bulletins. Gosh. I love that. Um, one thing great about StarCraft... And StarCraft 2 is um, the modification tools, the, the editors. Um, so for user-created content. I don't know how much you know about video games in general nowadays, but if you play on a computer, there's a bajillion mods for every game. So sure. you can, like, people can change the game to their wills and right. put in whatever they want and make whatever they want. StarCraft 2 is really robust tools for that. Mm. And you can play games that aren't even strategy games. Like somebody made a shooter game in StarCraft 2 oh, wow. where the camera goes down behind the, li- the little units and you mm-hmm. go around the map. That's pretty cool. There's puzzle games, there's shooter games, there's different kinds of strategy games that aren't, you know, normal StarCraft right. strategy games. StarCraft 1 nice. also had a scenario editor, um, which I would mess around with all the time as a little kid, try oh. to make my own story missions and stuff. Oh, I love that. Um, I remember getting Guinness Book of World Records Video Game Edition 2008 book. Mm-hmm. It was two years before StarCraft II came out. There was mm-hmm. like, pictures of like early StarCraft II like demos oh. and stuff in there. And I was like, this is so amazing. Oh my gosh. Very excited. <laughs> yeah. Um, I got StarCraft II like when it came out. I would have been 14. I still have the box when I originally yeah. bought it, back when you used to get boxes. It's on my shelf. Um, around the same time, I started like religiously watching YouTube uh, Let's Plays, which is mm-hmm. people playing video games on YouTube, back before there was Twitch and stuff. Right. Uh, you know, video game reviews, that was, used to be really big, all that kind of stuff. And eventually, you know, I stumbled on StarCraft Two content. 
on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Um, Day Nine, who is a streamer, mm-hmm. uh, I still enjoy him. He doesn't play StarCraft anymore, but he plays different games. Oh, okay. Plays lots of different games. Um, and I, you know, I watch his vods every so often. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was doing live streams before there was Twitch. Back when it was called like Justin TV. Oh yeah, okay. He was doing live streams. He would do a live stream every single day. It's called the StarCraft uh, Day Nine Daily. <laughs> and he would like take because he 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 had been he wasn't like professional on the level of like the Korean players where sure. like, he was actually like you know making a living or something. But he'd like won big tournaments and stuff. And he would do every single day, he would, like, break down a pro game oh, of StarCraft. Wow. And he would, like, do analysis and, like, it was a very, okay, it was very like, educational, yeah. like, um, I started to actually get into playing the game online because it was very, like, he's teaching you how to be better, mm-hmm. you know? And I started to take it as, like, oh, this is a game where, like, you can improve your skills. And, right. Like, it's a thing we can learn. Right. Um... So that was really fun at yeah. the time. Um, I put the game down at various points. Um, the second expansion came out 2013. Picked it back up, played the story. Didn't stick around with it too long after that, which mm-hmm. looking online seems to be actually a case for a lot of people. Yeah. Between the second and third expansion, there was a big dip in popularity. Mm. Um, when StarCraft II came out, it was big esports, like giant tournaments, money, like you know, ESPN, you know, that kind of stuff. Um, and then, you know, sort of dipped down and it had really reached as high since then but um i got really back into it in 2015 when the third expansion came out um i convinced my best friend james to actually get the game and play it finally <laughs> i'd been convincing him since 2010 i've yeah, been trying to right <laughs> um took you five years and he f- <laughs> i showed him the trailer with the protoss guys using you know fighting against the zerg guys it's a really epic trailer actually. yeah and that's what convinced him. Oh, um, the marketing got him. The marketing team. It is, yeah. You weren't you weren't as good as the professional marketing uh, crew that Blizzard has. Yeah. Um, we became sparring partners for one v one. I taught him all the things I had learned from day nine, all of my lessons about how uh, build probes of pylons and macro is more important than micro and. Uh, you know, all these things, that, you know, <laughs> oh all of these key lessons. Of course, yeah. That you need to know to be good. Never stop building workers. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, so, yeah, we got really into it. And eventually this friend group sort of assimilated around us where we started getting all these other people to play. And for like a few years in college, like, mm-hmm. I don't know, three years four years we would play starcraft 2 like all you know almost every night or at least yeah. a few times a week all in voice chat we'd play team games at this point movie one was a little stressful for most of us um yeah it's really intense and difficult mm-hmm. um to play one versus one but we would play team games we play three versus three four versus four you can do really silly strategies fun things mm-hmm. um and that was just a super fun you know we don't do that anymore i mean we're all we're all more grown up now and we have more responsibilities right jobs families (laughs) all that but i don't know i think it it probably was a good you know it's nice to at least just have people to talk to right like even Mm -hmm. if you're it's not deep doesn't have to be you're you know you're still interacting with other Mm -hmm. people and it's you know 
there's that team aspect that feels nice to be yeah. all on one side, one team working together. Yeah. Yeah. And it's fun to chat, you know, just be on for hours till 4 a.m. Just talking to your friends. Yeah. I can, I can totally see why it, it I mean, I get it. I definitely mm-hmm. get it. Yeah. Well, that brings us to today. Um, fun fact. I learned the F word from Starcraft. <laughs> so we, so in the early days, in the oh early days God. of Starcraft, we, it would just be single player against the computer or the story, right? Eventually figured out how to set it up, you know, with the internet. Okay. This would have been like, I don't know, 2005 Still or something. Still dial up. 2005 or six or something. Okay. Yep. Um, and it was a fun time back then. I wouldn't we wouldn't play actual competitive, but there's so many custom games that people made in the scenario oh, sure. editor. Um, a couple really fun ones. There was Risk, where they made oh. Risk in StarCraft. Oh, wow. It was it was really fun because it wasn't like turn based. Basically, it had the big map that looked like the world, and you yeah. move around the units, and they move in, and you move them into certain different zones because you can do all sorts of crazy stuff with the map editor. You can like add like different you know menus and stuff and you can you can you know make it so if a unit moves here it triggers something all that kind of stuff um that was a big one another one was called mass attack where basically you control like one little unit that's like invisible and flies Mm -hmm. and you move it across the map and you have a giant army that spawns automatically and it follows it and like depending and like you can like go into menus and like edit the how much it spawns Okay. You basically just like watch these giant armies fight against each other and like you can like go in and like upgrade over the course of the game it was it was very interesting um yeah but yeah the, it was, how did you hear that word exactly it was over a chat <laughs> my brother was playing uh-huh i believe it was it was a custom game risk okay in starcraft one and it was on the on the chat the text chat oh no and he some other player typed it out yeah <laughs> You know, in StarCraft 2, by default, it censors curses by putting a little, you know, the squigglies. Oh, right. I gotcha. By putting in, like, you know, hashtag at sign, right, question right, mark, right, you right. know, something like that. Yeah. You can turn that off in StarCraft 2, but... Oh, my gosh. I guess another fun fact, StarCraft 2, or StarCraft 1, I mean, is the source of many pop culture sayings and uh, terms and stuff. Oh. I believe Pwn, P-W-N. Uh-huh. Yep. comes from starcraft oh i didn't know that noob i'm not sure i think like noob spelled like n zero zero b yep i think that comes from starcraft okay. one yep maybe not noob because noob comes from newbie you know right um zerg rush is a really popular term in gaming it refers to the strategy in StarCraft where you play as the Zerg, mm-hmm. who has the cheapest unit so you can build the fastest. Okay. And instead of doing an actual strategy, you just build a bunch of units faster, as fast as you can, and just move them all into their base before mm-hmm. they can build anything. And that's, like, a really, like, core principle of, like, you know, like, pop culture. Like, people know what that means mm-hmm. for reference to video games. Mm-hmm. Uh, quotes, you must construct additional pylons. Have you ever heard that? Maybe. When you're playing as the Protoss. I mean, I can hear it in my head. I can yeah. hear the lady's voice. It's not a lady, but yeah. Well, there's a lady's voice. There, uh, so when you're playing when you're playing as the Protoss, you need to build these buildings called pylons in order to build more units. And if you don't have enough, the guy goes, 
you must construct additional pylons. Oh. And if you keep clicking to build the unit, click, 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 because you're spamming your click, it goes, you must construct, you must construct, you know, he like oh, says gotcha. it over and over. Mm-hmm. It's a classic line. I don't know. There's lots of stuff like that that come out of this game. Yeah. That is my last fun fact, and that was my story, so. Awesome. What did we'll you see. learn? What did I learn? Let's see. Um, What's the most important things you learned? <laughs> well, okay. I didn't know about, like, how the story and everything worked. Uh-huh. So that was interesting. Very interesting to learn because I didn't know what the story actually mm-hmm. was. So I knew there was a story part. Just didn't know what it was. So that was interesting to learn. Glad that I now know that. I learned that's how you first heard the F word. <laughs> Fascinating. And I learned that you were like tiny little four-year-old sitting there like clicking, picking your nose. And that's adorable. Mm-hmm. And I'm glad I know that because it's cute. Thanks for telling me all about it. Yeah, glad you I have one more thing to show you before we close off. I'm going to show you a video of a professional StarCraft 1 oh, no. player. Wait, is this, I'm going to be I'm going to get like sick from motion sickness watching this man's hands. I already know it. Here we go. Uh, you know what? We'll go to commercial break. Yeah. We At should the beginning, yeah, we should take a pause. Once we come back, I'll show you a video and then we'll go right into your thing. All right. All right. We'll see you guys on the other side. Hey guys, welcome back to the What Do You Know About pod. Got a nice drink of water. Well, yes, I have one too, and I'll be able to actually sip it because I'm not going to be doing most of the talking <laughs> yeah. for this next section. So, like I said, I wanted to show Michaela <laughs> yes. uh, this video. This. this video is called, it's on YouTube, has a million views, Razor the Hacks Life. That's an, I think that's another thing that came from StarCraft, Hacks, H-A-X. Oh, okay. Means, like, you're cheating, you're hacking. Right, you right, know? right, right. Razor the Hacks Life, actions per minute, APM. Do you know what yep. actions per minute is? Yeah. All right. Here's the APM demonstration on the video. are going to oh my gosh they're going to need like carpal tunnel surgery by the time they're like 25 i mean all of them their wrists fingers all of it are totally and completely like annihilated there's no way you can do all of this without having insane pain so starcraft one it's kind of old and clunky so some of the controls aren't as well refined, so you need to have faster fingers than StarCraft 2. Yeah. A StarCraft 1 professional player needs upwards of 200 to 300 actions per minute. So that's somewhere around, let's see, 1, 2, 3, 4 to 5 clicks on the keyboard or mouse per second <laughs> in order to survive in the professional world. You're just, like, smashing things. StarCraft Two Pros, I think they hover more around 100 to 200. Yeah. But I think you can be competent on the highest level of StarCraft Two, generally around 80 to 100. Okay, yeah. Just does because... it calculate it as your... In StarCraft Two, it does, yes. StarCraft okay. Two has lots of statistics. Yeah. After you finish yeah. the game, you can see your actions per minute. You can see how efficient your wow. economy was. You can see how many units you build, all that kind of stuff. So. <laughs> oh, my God. That was wild. 
Oh, man. All right. Well, thank you. Thank you for uh, educating me, the listeners. Anyone? Move on to your section. Don't forget to say okay, what you know yes, about. Yes, yes, yes. All right, now I get to sit back go. and not talk so much, finally. Here we go. All right, Christopher, tell me, what do you know about The Bachelor? Oh, man. I know that you uh, are a big fan. Uh, it's a reality. Oh. Just want to clarify. We are only talking about The Bachelor, none of the other. Does The Bachelor count? No. No? No. But it's like the same thing. No. The rules are the same. Okay, okay. The Bachelor. This is so that you can bring back the other things for other episodes, right? Yes, obviously. <laughs> There's so many offshoots. I think I know more about The Bachelor than you know about StarCraft. Than you knew about StarCraft. Probably. But I guess, I, I think that you've never really sat down and watched an episode, so you don't exactly know how any of it goes. Pretty sure I've watched There's, at least one episode start to finish. There's no with way. you having it on in the room. Not like I no. sat down and I was like, I'm going to watch There's this. no way that that has ever happened in our entire lives of being I'm pretty together sure in any way. No. Anyways. Go ahead. What we'll do you give me know? five minutes. Yes. The 107 mark, so give me till, okay. you know, 112. Let's see how much you can say. All right. The Bachelor is a reality show. Yep. Uh, I don't know, like maybe 20 years going. And it's a reality sh- I mean, the name says it all. There's one person who is The Bachelor, a man. And then there's this whole flock of women that are trying to, you know, <laughs> whole flock of geese. <laughs> Look at all those are, chickens. Yeah, exactly. Um, that are trying, you know, and it's a competition, sort of, you know, survivor style, um, for them to become engaged to The Bachelor so they'd be, they can be married. And it's a competition. I know they try to frame it as like they're actually falling in love, but that's BS. <laughs> it's all fake. Um, and it's all competition and there's like eliminations and stuff. I don't hundred because I know, so I know that like, you know, the bachelor says, you know, will you accept this rose? Mm-hmm. And that's sort of part of the elimination process. Mm-hmm. But I don't know how it works like early on when there's a lot of girls, like, does he give a rose to everybody except for one? Or how does that work? I mean, maybe you'll, mm-hmm. you'll explain that later. But, mm-hmm. like, you know, it's like Survivor where, or, you know, American Idol, all the reality shows that came out around then where it's, like, it's a whole bunch of people are trying to get one thing, and then each week one of them gets voted off. Mm-hmm. And it's, you know, it's fun to watch because, like, you, you meet all these people, and it's like, who's going to be the last two? Um, I used to watch, uh, with my mom, I used to watch, like, Biggest Loser and American Idol. Um, it's all the same kind of formula. This is the dating spin. You know, this is one of the first dating shows. Now they have, uh, you know, a million of them. Right. Um, it's being on streaming, you know. Like, oh, yeah. Love Island. Mm-hmm. Uh, Love is Blind. And they have all the Bachelor spinoffs, too, like Bachelorette, where it's gender roles are reversed. And they have the Bachelor in Paradise, where they all go to some island. So, yeah. So, that I mean, that's the idea. Um, I still have, like, three minutes I can talk. I know things about The Bachelor. Um... I mean, there was that one year where that, like, that, uh, that, that football guy was on and he was, like, a virgin. Um, mm-hmm. there was that one year where it was, like, the first black guy, mm-hmm. which was very recent. <laughs> Shockingly recent. Yeah. The girls always fight with each other and, like, there's a lot of, like, fake crying. It's either fake crying or, well, we talked about this earlier, but it's, like, if it's not fake crying, then, like, I am taking pity on these people, you know? Like, I don't want to 
watch that. <laughs> it's like watching like a snuff film or something. <laughs> just it's emotions like you're just watching instead something, of people being It's like killed. you're watching something very unfortunate, you know, right. if it's real. I understand. You're not wrong. That's what, I mean, that's what reality TV... They sign up for it. It's not that's like what reality TV is trying to give you. It's trying yeah. to give you, you're watching, you know, you're watching real uh, good people and bad people and emotions and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, Regardless of if it is real or not, that's what they're trying right. to sell you. But yeah, I know that uh, you follow a lot of people that used to be on The Bachelor. Mm-hmm. There's like podcasters and stuff that mm-hmm. you listen to that used to be on The Bachelor. Um, you watch, you know, like uh, new episodes with, with uh, some of your girlfriends. Um, mm-hmm. It's a big, you know, it's a lot more popular among women than oh is, yeah among men. for sure but you know there are those guys out there you know, they'll watch it with it. their I, that's the thing and i've seen like a tiktok of this that was hilarious where it was like uh the girl sitting down watching you know the bachelor or whatever and her boyfriend or husband or whoever is there too and they're like i'm not gonna watch and then it's like a tiktok of him like yeah, yeah, cleaning yeah. and then he stops to like yeah. watch the show and then slowly he makes his way on the couch it's... and then slowly he's like sitting next to her and then slowly look, he's like oh look, my so... gosh i can't believe it you know yeah. he look, you, you said at the beginning of the of the pod you were like oh you're not interested in any of this stuff and you would never but it's like it's reality tv it's entertainment it it's not you know dull. It's not like you sit down and like boring or something it depends. like that. Yeah, there Sometimes could be points is. where you oh, sit oh. down, and it's enraging. I sure. mean, when it comes to something that you are interested in, that I'm like, oh, I'm not interested in that. I don't think there's anything where it's like you're, it's boring. There's some like maybe like podcasts or reality shows where I'm just like, oh my gosh, <laughs> like it's like it makes maybe makes me mad. Right. Yes. Um, <laughs> but I mean, a bachelor is pretty innocuous. I, I don't mind a bachelor too much. I think of all of the like reality shows, the bachelor is probably the most tame in terms uh, of being like, it's of very... all of the reality dating shows. Yes. Maybe not of all the reality shows of all the reality dating shows. It's definitely the most tame. And even then though, it can be kind of insane, but, um, it's the most tame I would say. And the most, I don't know watchable by that, most people that season where they had the, the football guy i that was the season that i had seen like an episode front sure. to back at, at least once i remember right that. um i think you're talking about colton by the way yeah the didn't he have like his own like netflix like sequel show where like he was gay or we'll something we'll talk about that <laughs> uh, yeah we'll talk about him we'll talk about him it's interesting um we'll and him. oh yeah i know one more thing i know that they do like because it's a reality show it's all pre-recorded and they did, used to do this on Biggest Loser, too, where this finale would be, like, a live show oh, where they'd see mm-hmm. where are they now. And mm-hmm. that was really fun on The Biggest Loser, because oh, you yeah. see, like, their weight loss. All right. Well, well uh, that's my five good. minutes. I'll hand okay. it off to you, and I'll just, I'll, you know, oh, yeah. I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll give you responses, and I'll be like, oh, wow. You know? <laughs> All right. So you did good. You did really good, uh, and you're guessing, especially about the time. So... Yes, The Bachelor is a reality dating show that airs on ABC. Um, I, I knew that. I just didn't say that. Yes. Um, and it, it it first aired in 2002. So, yeah, 20 years. You were right. Um, which means there's been 26 seasons total of The Bachelor. <laughs> it doesn't quite add up, but I think because of COVID and things, there, things were really weird with timing of like Well, TV things. seasons are different than real yes, seasons. Yes, that too. So yeah, 
26 seasons. That's a lot of show, of any show, but especially a reality show yeah, to last like 26 network TV. Seasons. I feel like network TV is kind of like, network TV lasts longer. Than... It does. It does. I, yes. But there's kind of like, few it's kind reality of like, shows that have lasted that long. A lot of network TV and like, you know, in the old days and stuff, it's like lower bar lasts longer. Yeah. I understand what you're saying. Because they have so much money. Right. That's like... Right. We'll cancel it, you know? Right. Um, so, yeah. There's lots of spin-offs of The Bachelor mm-hmm. that have begun. Mm-hmm. Like you said, The Bachelorette, mm-hmm. Bachelor in Paradise. There was Bachelor Winter Games. Oh, wow. There's... Um... Is that like The Hunger Games? <laughs> sure. They should do The Bachelor Hunger Games. <laughs> they should. <laughs> um, there is The Bachelor in lots of other countries. New Zealand, mm-hmm. Australia, mm-hmm. Canada. All, I know all um, these, all reality shows that yeah. start in America, there's always like a version for every yep. country, basically. Yep. They've kind of gone all over. Um, they've done Bachelor Live. So, like, people who've been on The Bachelor will travel the country and do live shows where they'll basically, like, do speed dating kind of things mm. on stage. Um, so, anyways, yeah, lots of, lots of spinoffs of The Bachelor, but it all began with The Bachelor the man bachelor with lots of women yeah. come in. So that's how it started um, 20 years ago, which seems like a long time for a show to that's, run. That was the heyday of reality yeah, TV. For sure. Survivor. For sure. American Idol. Right. The right. Bachelor. Yeah. All that stuff. It's a was classic. Like very popular. <laughs> it's a classic. It was very popular at the time. I oh, remember yeah. I was there. Watching American Idol every Wednesday or Tuesday or whatever it was. Yep. Anyways. Ryan Seacrest. And then you have, you know, and you have like Simon go like, that was horrendous. <laughs> okay. And He's like, it's a no from me, you know, dog. And, and then, oh yeah. And then the commercial break goes. <laughs> so let's go on. So the let's talk about the plot of The Bachelor. The plot? What? <laughs> You know. The oh, you're doing a plot all... overview like I did for StarCraft. Yeah, you know? exactly. Yeah, it's just, this, it's the same thing. Wait, if it's all real, then what is, you're saying it's fake, there's, there's a plot, so we wrote it. I guess maybe not, maybe the right phrase isn't plot, I don't know, but you <laughs> can understand. tell me. Anyways, okay. I understand. So, uh, every season usually has 25 to 30 contestants. Each contestant and the first episode arrives in their own entrance. So they all, usually will come in a limo. Sometimes they, they'll do something special where they ride in on a horse or they mm-hmm. ride in on a tractor mm-hmm. or they ride in on this. You know, they I do something funny. That. You know what? I, I, I think I watched a lot of that what, yeah. Colton season or whatever. I think I You might have. I, re- I remember distinctly the end yeah. and the beginning. Yeah. Well, I think we were living in that the apartment and it was like you had, hard I, not I to I was always in the TV. next room. Yeah. Exactly. It was hard because your computer, like where you would play mm-hmm. video games and all mm-hmm. stuff was literally like... Right mm-hmm. where the TV was. So, yeah. You probably just overheard a lot. Anyways. Um, so, yeah, they all have limo entrances or whatever entrance, but they all can do kind of their own thing, sort of to set their, um, their self up for success. Mm-hmm. And I just want to say, yes, I am very aware that producers influence things and say, hey, why don't you come in like this? Why don't you do this? I'm not saying that they don't. But also, they do get to choose certain things. They get to say, can I come in like this? Can I come in and say that? And they get to say whatever they want, usually. So, you know, they make their mark. I mean, I I still am on the fence of whether or not it's all fake. But, like, there's definitely, like, 
if it's not all fake, there's still definitely like oh, some candid moments and then yeah. some like talking heads where the producer tells them exactly what to say. <laughs> right. I think especially like the Bachelor, Bachelorette, because they are the one, they actually like make money by doing this. They get paid, whereas the contestants don't. So the people, they have more of a like reason to do what the producers say. Like they would be like, yes, you have to say this. Whereas the contestants, it's like, no, I'm not saying that. And I've signed a contract, but I don't want to lose any money if I don't do it. You know, they just get out there if they don't want to do it. You know, some of those shows, like, you know, like, um, ooh, motorcycle, you know, like X Factor, like the talent show, the X Factor. Yep. Mm -hmm. You know, like they have like crazy contracts. I know. Like if you go on that show, if you go on that show, like they own your social media. Yeah. Bachelor is the same way. Yep. They have really crazy contracts. It's like a couple of years that it lasts after you've been off That's the show. Ridiculous. It is. And um you can get you can get sued like hundreds of thousands of dollars and one contestant did recently because he was, you know, saying things that the produ- you know, you're not supposed to say that- about the behind the scenes and that kind of stuff. And he got he got sued like I think it was a, over $100,000. I mean, crazy. Yeah, I, I mean, I get like not revealing stuff about behind the scenes. That's that's like an NDA, but it's all. But it, I've, I, my impression, what I heard when I heard about the X Factor is like they control. Like, yeah, they, they own yep. your social media accounts, yep. and you're not you're not allowed to like set up. a You Twitter, have to get. You know? Oh yeah, well, so I know for you, the Bachelor, if you've gotten off the season and it hasn't all aired yet, you have to clear everything you post with a producer before you can post it. Yeah, and um. Even even then, they don't want you posting anything if you've gotten off the season, but your episode hasn't aired yet. You know, so they have yeah, they can control what it's gets ridiculous. posted on that there. Be loud. I know. I think it's crazy too. I want you know, but it, it you sign the contract. Yeah. They know before they go in. So, so the plot of the show. I okay. know that they do yes. like some like mini competitions or fun things with everybody together. Yeah. So each each episode, the winners usually, like get to go on like a right, date with the bachelor. Exactly. Kind of thing. So each episode, um. It consists of dates. So whether it is a group date, which it will usually include like a big majority of the women, or a one-on-one date, which is just one person mm-hmm. and him, or um, sometimes they do two-on-one dates, which is two contestants and him. And a lot of times that's because the two contestants are like fighting and they want to like, you know, kind of rouse up some drama, have him have to choose between the two of them whatever those are pretty fascinating uh dates doesn't happen often so when you get a two-on-one you know it's gonna be juicy um but yeah so each date is usually some kind of fun activity so normally they're going like playing some game like you said or doing some kind of contest or traveling around the city or whatever um and sometimes at the end it's like oh this person or these people will get to come back to have a, a, a date afterwards or a cocktail party afterwards or whatever. Each date itself has a rose up for grabs. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So the roses are what are given to the contestants to continue on each episode. Yeah, so that was what I was like. It's just one person that goes out every week though, right? No. So normally the first episode there's anywhere from like three to five Mm -hmm. three to six people that go out that's how they used to do american idol they used to do like two where they do a bunch at a time and two yeah so each each episode usually it goes down a little bit a little less um still i mean how many contestants is there usually at the beginning total 
25 to 30. So if there's just one rose, how does that determine who gets kicked out? So, so yeah, each date will have a one date rose. So they go on the dates. That's part of the episode. Then at the end of the episode, they have a cocktail party with everyone. Yeah. So it's time for each, you know, contestant to talk with the bachelor. You sit down, you have your thing, whatever. Um, And then there's a rose ceremony at the end of that. So you'll have, you know, the contestants that have their roses already, they'll be there. And then you'll have um, all the contestants that don't have roses yet and they'll be there. And on a big like little platform thing is a tray of roses. The bachelor standing there and he calls them up. One by one, name by name. Okay, so it's multiple roses. Yes. It's not like says, one rose for every episode. No, exactly. Okay. okay. The number of roses in every episode is the number of people continuing on mm-hmm. in the next episode. Yeah. Um, so it depends on the episode. Sometimes it's a lot that are going home. Sometimes it's not very many. You know, once you get down to like the last few weeks, it's like one person going mm-hmm. home. But yeah, most, the first couple weeks, you're really like, there's so many people leaving. You're like, I don't even know who that person was. And at, pretty much at any time... You know, this obviously is producer, they control this too. But at any time, The Bachelor could send someone home. So they, he could say, mm. you know, you're being a terrible person. You're being rude. You're being whatever. Get out of here. I don't want you around. That doesn't happen too often because the, ba- the producers like to keep the drama around. I remember but they there can, was some you know. season of The Bachelorette like two years ago or something where like The Bachelorette like quit after the third episode or something and they brought <laughs> yeah. somebody new in. <laughs> she she didn't quit. She got proposed. She, she, she just picked somebody and was like, I'm out of here. Yeah, that didn't last long. Um, we'll talk about that in another episode. That was pretty wild. You talk about The Bachelorette. At the end, obviously, at the end of the entire season... It ends with him proposing to one of the contestants. There's a final two, and he has to pick the yeah, two. Yeah. So also there was some seat. There was I remember there was seeds of Bachelor where he didn't propose anybody at the end. I think that was that mm, season, right? No, no. Um, that wasn't that season. But I will talk about a season that that did happen. Uh-huh. It was a big deal. The first two weeks of The Bachelor usually filmed at a mansion in California. There's, it's the same mansion every season. It's been that way for a really long time. I don't remember when they very first started filming there, but um, it's the same mansion. Every time you know that's the Bachelor Mansion because it looks the same exact every time. Uh And you can't imagine that it's a nice place. It's a (laughs) six-bedroom house that 25 to 30 people have to share. Well, you know they're doing that on purpose. Oh yeah, I mean it's got to be awful, and and I from what I you know the behind the scenes kind of things I've heard, it's dirty, it's not very well kept. Um, the more you it's can, kind of run down. The more you can get the girls to hate each other, yes. the more more drama. Uh, yes, drama. You know exactly. And um, when you they'll, sometimes they'll have cameras that you'll see into the rooms. It's like bunk beds, like in the middle of the room and wrapped around the sides of the rooms and everything. It's just they're all packed in there. And yeah, it cannot be comfortable. There have been seasons somewhat recently where they've filmed, um, like the entire season was filmed at a, um, like resort type place. Recently, the last Bachelor season was filmed at like a big, um, really, really beautiful like hotel in like Pennsylvania mountains. It looked amazing and not that far from here. So I would, I would go. Um, but anyways, 
Uh, and there's been other seasons, too, where they've, like, filmed the entire season in, like, Italy or in Paris or whatever. But most of the time, it's the first few weeks are filmed at the Bachelor Mansion mm-hmm, mm-hmm. in California. And then the following weeks are spent traveling all around the world, usually. They go to lots of cool places, um, see lots of cool things. In the more recent season, because of COVID, they didn't travel anywhere. They just stayed at the resort. That was, you know, okay. I, I think the traveling thing makes it more interesting, makes it more interesting to watch. It's kind of boring when it's just them sitting at a resort for months. But, you know stay safe as they get to near the end there's usually four people left four contestants left and that's when they go do the hometown dates so they the bachelor will visit yeah, all of their hometowns um they meet the parents exactly they have some kind of shot on the on the uh, commercial where the parents like i'm just not sure about the you for my little girl <laughs> yes you know? exactly <laughs> yes exactly um, I mean, it's kind of, it's kind of insane when you think about it. Like they are, are going and meeting these parents. They've been dating this person for a few weeks and sometimes they'll go in there and be like, I'm asking them for their blessing if I propose, because basically they have to go and say, I'm dating three other women, that's but what, that's if the thing. It's like, I propose to your daughter, is that okay? We were, I mean, what? Well, it's like we were talking about like how The Bachelor is the most, you know, tame of all these dating shows but it's like regardless of like how people are acting in terms of like being nice or being mean or like you know their morals it's like are you telling me this is 100 percent real and they're like having all these women date this one man in competition like that's not cool <laughs> right like if that's right. real that's not cool that's not healthy that's not how relationships should happen right 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 (laughs) if it's if it's real sure yeah and i think i think what i've noticed is like a theme is the person that usually ends up you know winning quote quote uh is the person that has sort of stayed under the radar more not been like intense about winning each competition and not been like well that's you know makes sense because why would the bachelor want to live the rest of their life with that person not that they have to I mean, sure sure they get engaged but they don't have to get married right there's no right. like you know oh no no what is is there like if what is, there's no like money or prizes or anything right um or is there so no the the um the engagement ring if sell that <laughs> what? on ebay <laughs> they um i think the rule is they have to stay engaged for at least a year See, and that's, to keep this, it? that's the whole social media thing. Yeah. It's like, yeah. they hound their accounts to make sure right. that they're, they're still together. They're yeah. If yeah. I was on that show, I'd be like, <laughs> in a fake relationship, we'd be like, hey, I'm, I'm going to pick you <laughs> and let's, we'll, Strategy. We'll, pre- we'll pretend that we're engaged right. on our social media for a year <laughs> and then we'll sell a ring. Yeah. And we'll cash out, you know? <laughs> right. I mean, I'm, I don't know for a fact, but I'm pretty sure all of those rings are like insane rings. It's always the same designer guy. His name is Neil Lang. And I swear to God, this man is like the crypt keeper or something. He does not look well, but he's been on this show since the beginning. It's a TV show about getting engaged by 
you know, one of the the big three networks. But I'm saying this guy. The, then the, well, the, then you're the, going to have designer. expensive rings. I'm, I know. I'm talking. I'm talking about the ring designer. He has been there since the beginning. Isn't the ring... The ring is like one of the symbols of the show and like the logo. And so is a rose. Oh, right? uh, I think so. Usually it's... But the rose is the main thing, though. Um, I'm looking it up. Okay, so the logo has a ring as the O. Yes, okay. But a lot yeah, of yeah, the yeah. promotional material has like rose petals in the background. Right, right. Uh, okay, so after the the families, one person is, you know, kicked off. Um, and then the next week is the fantasy suites week. Yeah, yeah. So this is this week they get to go on a date with each person individually spend an entire day together and then they get the option of spending a night together without cameras so you know whatever that might mean for them it's called fantasy suites Mm -hmm. you know whatever they choose to do Mm -hmm. with that time they have alone in a hotel room is up to them um and usually you know you can tell how it went the next morning when they're filming if they're giddy and so, like, biggest smile on their face, so happy, you know it went well in many ways. Um, family podcast. But there's, it's a family, yes, this is a family-friendly podcast. Um, but you also can tell when it was, like, they found out they have nothing in common, or they found out that they do not drive together, or they found out that they have very different beliefs about something, and they will not work together. You know, you can tell. The next morning, you're like, so that week, obviously, again, someone else is eliminated. So it goes to the final two, the last week. Usually the, at this point, they meet the bachelor's parents. Normally, they're traveling somewhere really nice. Um, they'll meet the bachelor's parents. You know, the bachelor sits down with his parents and is like, what do you think? I don't know what to do. I can't pick between the two of them. I'm in love with both of them. You know, something like that. Uh, and then he has to pick. He has to, he has to propose to one of them. It'll usually start off with one of them coming down, getting out of the limo. And that's always the most shocking moment, you know, when they, when they, you know, zoom in on, on the feet getting out of the car and then you see who it is and you go, oh no, they're not getting, they're not getting proposed to, you know? And yeah, sometimes it feels that way. You're like, that's, that's what I remember around you watching it. Like, you know, yeah. Yeah. Those couple years where it was always like they picked the wrong person at the end. Right. Right. And then, uh, obviously, they propose. And there's usually a, like, live portion of yep. this episode. Um, that's called After the Final Rose. Yep. And that's where they, you know, say, how are you doing? And then they kind of look back on the show and they go back and look at things or whatever. Sometimes they're still together at this point. Sometimes they're not. And it can be really awkward, um, but usually also it's an opportunity for the runner-up to confront the the person. Of course. And they'll say, <laughs> I haven't talked to him since, you know, he broke up with me. Um, and there's actually one other special that is filmed at some point throughout the season. Um, it isn't live. It's in, like, the same kind of studio audience sort of setting, and it's called The Women Tell All. Oh, yeah, with that host that got canceled? He is gone now, yes. Chris Harrison, we'll talk about him. You know, normally the women tell all is, like, they look back at the season, the the most controversial people kind of, like, get confronted by the group. 
it can be kind of a, a shit show, to say the least. Um, it's, a, it's a bleep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> you're, you're editing this, right? I am editing this. So, get your bleeps together. But, you know, it's entertaining, I'd say. And there's also times where you, like, you know, they talk to the people that, that were, like, kind of near the end, like, the final five or six, and they were really close or whatever. You know, it's it definitely more, you know, devastating for them. But, yeah, I mean, that special is usually the one that is the most chaotic out of all of them because there's so many of them together, and they all start yelling at each other, and it's just impossible to watch. That's how the last few have been. They've been impossible to watch. But anyways, so... That's, I guess, basically an overview of how the show works. That's the plot. Uh, the plot, I guess <laughs> the you could story. say. An overview. <laughs> now we're going to get in some of the kind of iconic, sort of dramatic moments throughout the years. I'm not going to touch on all of them, obviously, because it's 26 seasons. There's absolutely no way I could touch on every single drama that's ever happened in this show. But I'm just going to touch on some of the, like, you know, ones that are most popular, most known. So there's been a couple times that The Bachelor's gone off the, the beaten path, so to say. On season 11, Brad Womack, he was The Bachelor, and he didn't end up picking either of his final two. Mm -hmm. He got to the proposals, he got to there, and he sent both of them home. And to say that uh, America was mad and the viewers were not happy would be an understatement. It was very very controversial i don't know i mean i get if you're watching that it's well it's kind of like why like would you get to the final two and well, get to the proposal stage okay, standing well, the there thing. in the place where you're supposed to propose this brings us back to real versus fake i know i know if I don't it's fake it's... then yeah why would you do that right but if it's real like you all like all the fans think it is then that's a terrible thing to say that this person right. didn't want to choose like to actually be married to either of these people because of a personal decision. Right. And all the fans think it's real. So yeah. all the fans are terrible. <laughs> hey, <laughs> Hey, well, in a shocking surprise, he came back to the, be the bachelor again in season 15. I feel like I remember that. And I mean, this is so long ago. I, I was not watching that. Them, I mean, but, uh, once again, he didn't end up marrying his final pick. He did pick someone and propose, but he didn't end up marrying her. At the beginning of that season, someone came out of the limo and slapped him. Nice. As her entrance and said, that's from every woman in America. Oh, um, And actually, she, I think she was the runner up on that season too. So I guess she made an impression. Um, no, it's all... It's it's all script written, you know. Oh come they on! They wrote her to be that person at the beginning. It's like she slapped him, but then he turned around. You know, classic TV writing. I think there's. I will say this. I think there is a possibility that these earlier seasons, more people could have been actors and actresses. But the more recent seasons, it's very hard for them to get away with that because everything is on social media. Yeah, but. If they have a contract that controls your social media, then it's like... But what about your past? What, they just go... They don't go back and delete everything. No, it's all still there. So what, they've been pretending to be this person for, you know, 15 years? No. They can't get away with it because now on these seasons, if they find out you have any kind of aspiration to be an actor or an actress or anything, you are ridiculed online. They're like, this person came on The Bachelor or The Bachelor just to, you know get fame and become an actor or actress 
you know, so you can't, you know, it, it's very frowned upon to be, to pretend on this show. Yeah, but if you're actually going on the show because you want to become in a long-term relationship, then you need some serious, you know, I, I counseling. Don't, I don't disagree <laughs> with you. I don't disagree with so, you. Uh, yeah. But also, it is a really good way to, you know, become Instagram famous and get lots of sponsors and make money. So Look, You know, the, the dating show that I liked was Love is Blind I on Netflix. I love that You know show. why? I mean, I, it was well put together. Yes. The reality very show, well all produced. that stuff. But it's just speed dating. It's it's not yeah. like a competition right. for all one person. Right. Or like throw everybody together and see who matches up. Yep. It's the speed. First of all, it's speed dating. It's like the same thing you would do if you went to a speed dating or blind right. dates or something like right. that. But they also add the element where it's just you're you just talking and you can't see what they yeah. look like. Also, relevant... Uh, in that show, there's more different kinds of people. Yes. As opposed to The Bachelor. I was going to touch on which that. Which is, yes. uh, you know, like uh, 20% by fat minimum <laughs> and 90% white people. Right. Right. <laughs> um, yes. I will touch on that in a moment. Whereas Love is Blind. Oh, yeah, and that's part all of kinds the, of That's part types. of the whole point because, you, yeah. I mean, they probably scouted out to oh, try sure. to find as many diverse people as possible. Yeah. Because they wanted that moment where the two people pick each other and then they see each other and the one person is like a tall big guy and the other person is a small person they're right. different races and you know right. all this different stuff right and those are those are the moments that they're trying to get yeah. but i mean it's 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 a lot more innocent in terms of the premise in that you know people get to know each other and it's not based on looks or sex or mm-hmm. anything and they talk to each other and then they pick each other and there's mm-hmm. no competition and then, you know, you throw them all together like you do in the other dating shows. Sure. But they're already matched. Right. Right. Exactly. Yeah. I I love that about Love is Blind, too. And I think I think it's probably one of the best dating shows I've ever watched. Yeah. For sure. I thought it was... I thought... I, I, I liked it. I liked yeah. it. I watched, like, that first season or whatever. Yeah. I'd watched a lot of those first you did, like, yeah. four episodes with mm-hmm. you. I remember. Yeah. Back to the couple times The Bachelor went off the beaten path. On season 13, uh, Jason Mesnick, which I've actually watched the season because they put this on Hulu or something this season a long time ago. Um, he actually broke off his proposal with his final pick and then on the live, I think it was on the live show, asked the runner up if, they, if, if she'd be interested in trying again. <laughs> and... Ha- Actually, surprise ending, they've been married for, like, ten years and have, like, three kids together. So, I guess it worked out for him. Feel bad for the girl that he broke up with, but, you know, maybe he made, he made the right choice eventually. But that Why was, wasn't that controversial? It was uh, very it was, controversial. Was it more controversial? I think so, yeah. I would, I would, I would, yeah. I'd take more, I mean, again, if everything's real, then... Sure, it's it's fine for a guy to not pick between two women because right. it's not the right thing for him. Right. But it's a little bit less fine for you to pick one person over another and then break yeah. it up and go back to that other person. Yeah, I agree. And get this, not the only time it's happened. Mm-hmm. On a recent season, actually the very first season of The Bachelor I ever watched, mm-hmm. uh, Ari Ludendike. He did a similar thing where he broke up with his the person he picked 
on live television. He did it on live television. And I'm not talking in a studio. I'm talking, he, in, he, he told the producers, they brought cameras into their home. He broke up with her <laughs> on live television. And it was like, I swear to you, 30 minutes long or something. Him chasing her around the house. The camera's chasing them around the house. <laughs> of him saying, like, it's over. I still love her. I can't stop thinking about this other girl. Whatever. And her being like, get out of the house. Get out of here. I don't <laughs> want to talk to you anymore. And him being like, but, no, wait. We, I want to talk about this. The you cameraman know? going, like, oh, this is good stuff. <laughs> exactly. And it was wild. I remember watching that live and being like, is this really happening right now? I cannot believe this is happening. And then, and then he proposes to his runner up on the After the Final Rose episode. Uh, And I mean, good for them. Good for them. They're still married. They have a daughter and two twins. They're big on YouTube now. You know, they do the YouTube family channel stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I think actually right now he's off filming some kind of reality show in like uh, um, England or mm. Ireland or something. Okay. I don't know. But <laughs> I'm like, great. That's good for you. Um, but um, he's a race car driver, I guess. That's, he's, wow. I don't know. Interesting. I guess he doesn't do that anymore, but. I think real estate or something. That's what they all do. Anyways, you know, they're still together. So good for them. Married and happy and all of that. Um, some other interesting facts. There's uh, been a, a bat- a person that was a bachelor. He was also on like the bachelor and a few other things, but he has been on a bachelor franchise show four times. His name is Nick Viall. Uh, he was never successful in any season that he's ever been on. Well, they do that a lot, don't they? They for They'll between Bachelor back. and Bachelorette, mm-hmm. isn't it? Oftentimes that the next Bachelor Bachelorette has been a contestant yes. in their previous yes. season. Yes, yeah. Isn't that, isn't, is that how it always happens? In the recent times, yeah. I don't know. I don't think in the beginning it was always like that. Well, obviously but not. The beginning. Yeah. Um, but for sure recently, yeah. But but the fact that this man was on some kind of Bachelor franchise show. Four times. Four times. I think that's just an obvious sign. He was there for clout, not you know, necessarily because he wanted to meet someone, you know? Fun fact. Lynn Redgrave is the only person to have been nominated for an Emmy, a Tony, a Grammy, and an Oscar and didn't win any of them. <laughs> <laughs> that's devastating. I don't know what that has to do with that, but... It's sort of similar. Four seasons and didn't win any of them. (laughs) Um, But you know he he has a successful career with the podcast and these things. Yeah. It's the old. It's the uh, reality former reality or TV star. Right. So he was have a podcast, uh, YouTube channel, vlog. Yes, exactly. Oh yeah. Not like us who's starting podcasts from from nothing. (laughs) Right. No one knows who we are. so, okay, another juicy thing that happened on season 14, a contestant was sent home because they were having an inappropriate relationship with a producer. Oh, my. Yeah. Um, so, yes, you talked about Colton. Was What was the... Was that in it, the show? Or? Yeah. 
Yeah. How did they... They approach her, like, is Chris Harrison, the, the former host, was like, we've we've heard that you're having an inappropriate relationship with this producer. You need to go home, basically. And they put that on the show. Yes, they did. And I'm like, why wasn't the producer put on the show, too? They should have shown his face everywhere. Um, Probably some, like, 65-year-old guy. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. Well, the thing is, too, afterwards, she, like, she basically said it never happened. Never happened. It wasn't mm. true. It never happened. So who knows? Who knows? Um, so, yes. Okay, you talked about Colton. Um, obviously, his season had lots of drama. He, uh, the, the person that he ended up getting engaged to at the end sent herself home um, early, and that was the infamous episode of him jumping over a fence and running away and them not being able to find him in the middle of nowhere. Um, which was, like, the thing that was, you know, on every single commercial for the show. Like, Mm -hmm. gotta watch the fence jump! You know. It was, you know, great reality TV. Um, Great, great, great TV writing. Yeah. Um, (laughs) sure. And, anyways. However, I think most of the, like, terrible drama around Colton came after the show. Yeah, he's the guy, he got, like, a Netflix show, right? Well, okay, before the Netflix show. Oh, you were before. Um, so him and, and, and this person, Cassie, they were dating. I think they were engaged. Um, and she broke it off with him, I believe. Um, and I that don't... was a guy who was like, I'm a virgin, and they made that such a big deal. Yes, and they made such a big deal that she was the first one he ever, you know, slept with or something. It was like, okay. And then I guess they found out later why he was a True. Um, anyways, essentially they break up and he starts stalking her. Mm. And I don't mean like just lots of texts and calls. I mean like following her. I mean like threatening her. I mean like terrible stalking activity. Like terrifying. You know, saying he can't live without her and all this stuff. It was awful. So she filed a restraining order against him. Yeah, okay. Um, so he's like, where do I go next with my <laughs> entertainment career? Well, so what's interesting is, sort of as all this stuff is coming out, because I think she, can't remember if it was her or him, one of them was writing a book. And it was like, we're going to put this in the book. And I, the other person was like, no, I, you know, don't put this in the book. Something like that. So all this stuff was coming out. And then it was out that he had this TV show that was going to be coming out on Netflix, which was like, you know, just following his life. Uh, And at some point during all of this, he came out. And, you know, it was like a very interesting mix of people going like, you know, we're proud of you. That was hard for you, I'm sure. And uh, you're still a terrible person. Mm -hmm. Like, we don't care. Um, You've done all these terrible things and never addressed it. Because he hadn't. I mean, did it feel like he was, like, pulling a move to, like, try to, like, gain points? Oh. Um, I don't know. I mean, I don't think he, obviously, he's not faking it. Um, yeah. Well, not that he's faking it, but, maybe it, but the like, timing. The timing. Did it seem, does he yeah. seem like the kind of person to do that, to try to get points? You know, to try to gain favor after he's... Oh. I don't know. I think it probably, the timing was just bad. He should not uh-huh. have done it when he did it. But, and you he don't, should... but you don't think so. I don't know. I mean, I don't. I don't know the guy. <laughs> You've watched a lot of him on TV. It's true, but apparently we knew nothing about him because he's like dating all these women and doesn't isn't even wanting to. 
But anyways, um, at the end of the day, I'm pretty sure he's, I don't know, maybe they're married. He was engaged to a man, uh, that was like twice as old as him. So great, glad for him. I'm sure he's like making tons of money. I don't know if they're looking it up. Uh, are they married? Let's see. He was in the NFL. I remember that. Yes. He's an NFL um, player. Signed by San Diego Chargers on draft as free agent. He's on practice squads after being released by the Raiders. Yeah, so he didn't actually play. He was no. on practice squad. But... None of these guys that end up on The Bachelor are actually good, you know? It's like yeah. they're just like bench, you know, practice team Another guys. reality show, I just remember, Dancing with the Stars. Oh, yeah. That's a good one. Those are fun times. Mm-hmm. According to Wikipedia, I think they're engaged, but okay. they're married. Yeah, that's what I thought. I, I mean, I've been pretty much... I've been... Mar- he, he's, he's engaged to a um, politician. Yes. Very interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Obviously, like we talked about already a little bit, the show is not the most uh, progressive, I would say. <laughs> um, it's not diverse, really. They've sort of gotten better over the past few years. Lots and lots of people have criticized the show recently. Um, there's been like big I've movements. Seen, I've seen a small amount of diversity ethnicity-wise. Yes. Yeah. Zero uh, Body-wise, body. yeah. Zero. Um, and I'm talking that's the size they wear. Zero. It's like, there's no <laughs> yeah, diversity. That's a, good, that's a good line. Yeah. Um, <laughs> they, uh, they are, they've been a little wait, bit better. Wait, wait, wait. Did you come up with that or did you steal that? No, I just thought of that. Oh my gosh. You're a genius. Thank you. Um, yeah, I mean, I think... Over the last few years, there's been a lot more, you know, push for diversity. There's been a lot, lots of big movements amongst, like, the Bachelor fan communities for them to be more diverse. Sort of their answer to that was, have the first black Bachelor, even though he had never been on a season of The Bachelor or Bachelorette ever. Didn't they, didn't they, they no one knew the who host, he was. And they replaced the yes. host with a black guy, too. They did, um, for a part of a season, and it was really good. It was, it was, um, Emmanuel, oh, what's his last name? Emmanuel, he he does the series conversations with the black yes conversations with the black man um also a football player yeah he's a big guy um oh he's on fox sports he's like a yes he's like a caster yeah he was really good i did really like him i have to say i'm not the biggest fan of sports but i've watched sports from time to time people that are sports casters are like they're just they're just good, you know, at like yeah. talking and I they mean, are. that's their job, but like, I feel like even better than, more than news. Yeah, yeah. More than like maybe like news people. They or... seem more maybe normal. Yeah. Well, it's the thing is that like news people, they say the news, right. but like sports people, they have to say the sports stuff like and be on point. Yeah. But they also have to be like casual. Right. And talk about their opinions. Right. And since it's sports as a setting, it's, like, it's more casual right. also, right. and it's, you know. You don't have as many, like, unhinged takes amongst the sports community. Yeah, that too. Yeah. I mean, there's still some, I'm sure. Well, but... and that's the thing. It's, like, like in politics, if you have some kind of crazy out there opinion that nobody else agrees with, then, like, you're crazy. But in sports, that's what you do. Everybody has yeah. a crazy out there right. opinion that, right. and so you're not crazy. And it's you're okay. Just, you know, it's it's okay if they have a crazy opinion because they're not damaging like, you know, tons of people <laughs> or large people groups. <laughs> it's less, uh, it's less pressure. Yeah. Yeah. 
Anyways, um, the one of the things that came out of this was one of the hosts, uh, the host that had been there for the you know twenty some almost twenty years, was um, asked to leave. He was fired essentially uh, for comments he made about it was about race essentially. It was yeah, a little bit more complicated, but I remember. Yeah, I mean it was time. I think it was time for him to leave. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't just until, like, what, a year and a half ago that they had the first black bachelor. And before that, the only other bachelor that wasn't just a white person was, I don't even remember his name, Juan Pablo. That's the only person that hasn't been, like, you know, just straight white guy, you know? Wow. Well, straight, <laughs> not <yeah>. straight. <laughs> Colton was the, uh, the the only, you know, outlier in this. Um, but anyways, so, you know, I'm hoping in the future we have a bit more diversity. It'd be really great if we had an Asian bachelor. Mm-hmm. It's just, I think, I don't know. I've, I've learned over the years that representation is so important for people to see themselves represented, you know, in these roles, to see other people like them. To not feel so alone, all of that. It's important. So, yeah, I'm hoping that they start to, to diversify. I seriously doubt they will ever diversi- diversify the body, you know, types. Because everyone has to be this very specific cookie cutter sort of thing. They're a bit more diverse with the men, I will say. Because sometimes you'll get seasons where there's men that are, like, so insanely, like, buff, like, yoked out on steroids, you know. And then you have, like, men that are just, like, dads. And they don't have time for that. And they don't have, you know, a a desire to have a body like that. So they're just, like, normal, regular guys with normal bodies. Um, But it's not so much like that with the women. It's very much the same. So I, I, you know, I'm hoping, I'm hopeful, but I'm not expecting it. We'll see. We'll see what happens. Anyways, I guess that's all I really have. I mean, it was, you fun know. Fact. My fun fact. Like I said, my first season I watched was um, Ari's. Oh, yeah, and your story. And, oh, I guess for me, look, so, okay, The Bachelor for me has always been a show that I can talk about with a few friends. I have a few friends that watch Bachelor, and it's sort of like our thing we talk about. We'll get together, we'll have a night where we watch, like, the, the premiere or the finale or whatever. We have food and drink and, you know, it's all that stuff. It's just fun. It's a fun, um... I don't know, way to, like, talk about something with people. It's just keep, you know, it's a way to build, have a community, I guess. We've done fun things in the past. Like, we did a draft one year, um, mm-hmm. and that was really fun. Like a fantasy. Yeah, like exactly. The way they do fancy sports and you pick a yes. person. Yep, yep. And that was really fun. Um, I think I won. I think I won. Um, it was lots of statistics like and I've roses seen, and I feel stuff, like but... The Bachelor and, like, sports worlds have a lot of overlap yeah like because i know like i used to listen to sports podcasts and a lot of those podcast creators would also do like oh, their bachelor, bachelor podcast yes. or on yeah, the yeah, side yeah, yeah, you yeah. know that kind of thing yep and like i feel like i've seen like sport personalities that like know stuff about the bachelor oh for sure and like and, and there's a whole fantasy thing and yeah it's like overlap where some like yeah. athletes go on very so. recently there was a book that was put out called how to win the bachelor and um nice. it was by this person who has like intensely studied like all of the statistics around the bachelor and like if you do this and this and this and this and this you're statistically more likely to win because this you know so i appreciate though that there's no like cash prize yeah because then it would be uh, like okay you know 
I would say the cash prize does not, it doesn't come from the ABC. It comes from all of the brand deals you're going to get from Instagram yeah. ads, you know? Yeah. Um, but you could still get those as long oh, as you're sure. reasonably if far. you're Right. If you're in the top five, top six, you're going to get those. There's that one show on Netflix uh, where it was like a cash prize. Oh, you're talking about, I think it's on HBO Max, F-Boy Island. No, not that one. It's the one where they all do like personality quizzes and they have perfect matches or whatever. Circle? I think it's called like Perfect Match or something. Oh, okay. And it's I they, don't think I've watched they that. all take personality quizzes and they all have perfect matches. Remember we watched it at James' house at one time. <gasps> yes. So they all have perfect matches. Oh, that was awful. And yeah, and they have <laughs> to find who out who the perfect matches are and then right. they get a whole bunch of money. Right. But then it's like some people smartly are like let's try and figure this out so we can get our money right and they're like no i want to find my love some people whether told by the producers or Mm -hmm. they're just really stupid are Mm -hmm. like no but i love this person if he's if this person's not my perfect match then i don't care about the money you know it's like right come on (laughs) it's true (laughs) it's not only infuriating how terrible of people these are right it's infuriating how stupid they are (laughs) it's like double right when the money's involved you're like dude just do whatever you gotta do get out of there and there's like one guy on that show that was like we're gonna try and figure this out and everybody was so mad at him like you're right you you have no heart or something he's like like, no i just want money (laughs) isn't that what we're here for like (laughs) if you fall in love with somebody just uh like after the show's Leave. over right take the go money. date them <laughs> yes oh my Anyways. gosh well yeah i don't know what'd you learn what'd you learn about the bachelor anything um that you didn't already know i have to say i knew most of that stuff yeah but <laughs> i did learn specifics in terms of some of those specific stories you told with mm-hmm. some of the bachelors doing those specific things mm-hmm. most of the stuff that you described around the structure of the show and the season and stuff like that i i did recall you kind of pick up on that as you're watching yeah but yeah i mean it was it was fun i don't know that was great awesome well that was fun i think this went great i think it's a lot more it was a lot more um well uh research structured and you know just in general much better so yeah i'm really excited first episode recorded we did it and uh I think that was, oh my that was a terrible high five. Whoa. Okay. That was a good one. Um, yeah, I think it's, I, I'm excited. I mean, who knows? Probably the only person that's going to listen is like your mom, but. Um, we'll spread it out. Yeah. On the social media oh, yes. that we don't use. Um, well, we definitely, I've set up a few social media accounts, yes, so they'll be linked in the descriptions. Of whatever. Of what wherever podcast, you're listening. Yeah. Um, be sure to like go follow like all that stuff and leave Spread comments the word leave comments below if, we'll if be you on, can uh, rate us five uh, star if you can all of those things we don't know anything about making a podcast so no we don't but we would really appreciate we'll your support on, uh, sharing this with your friends if you enjoyed listening to it we'll post it on soundcloud or something <laughs> We're SoundCloud podcasters, not SoundCloud rappers. <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah, thanks for listening, guys. Um, once again, follow us on all the things, like all the things, share all the things. You know what to do. Comment below. Let us know what you think. 
you know, give us any feedback. Said that already. I'm I'm saying it again. This is my goodbye. Bye. Thanks for listening.